Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. As always, I am Steve Mullen. And as always, I'm Jennifer Mullen. <laughs> you know, we've uh, we've referenced this topic before in passing, but one thing about caregiving that you have to understand is you can never, ever get comfortable. But you should enjoy the brief times when things are easy. So we in the Mullen family are giant fans of the TV show The Office, the U.S. version, of course. And one of the characters, Andy Bernard, played by Ed Helms, had a fantastic quote about this. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Someone should write a song about that. So our, or talk about it on a podcast. Or talk about it on a podcast. So our son, who you've met, Jackson, he's a huge fan of, uh, of The Office. The biggest fan in our family. I think he's watched it probably from start to finish about nine or ten times. That's his favorite quote from the entire show. And this episode is all about trying to figure out when you're in the good old days and what to do about those times. I just realized I have a puzzle down at the end of the table. Oh my goodness. It's the office. It's the office. It's waiting to be done. It is perfect. perfect. Yes. Okay. So before we get to that though, Jennifer, how's your mom? My mom is doing well. You always say that. I do say that, and a that lot. means I am She's in the, doing well. I'm in the good old days, there is you what go. that means. Uh, also, uh, we recently got to celebrate a milestone day with my mom, which was really exciting. It was not entirely planned to be with your mother. It wasn't planned. It was our 28th wedding anniversary. Yay us. Yay us. Yay us. So, as you are well aware, Steve, of course, it was just kind of a kind of a nothing kind of a day, right? Because we're going out of town in a few weeks. So we just knew we were going to be quiet. The weather wasn't fantastic. And there was a tropical storm blowing right through our area. Yes. And that comes into play because first of all, we ended up going out to dinner someplace very local that we go to pretty much once a week. It was not the original plan, but because of the flood warning in effect, we decided not to go far from home. Not the original plan. However, it all worked out because... No sooner had we sat down uh, and ordered a beverage than I was getting a text both... Wait, we ordered a beverage? Shocker. 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 I was getting texts both from Goggy and also from my brother who lives locally, but not like locally right by us. I mean, he's, you know, on the other side of the city. So, of course, he didn't need to be coming out in that weather, but there were some plumbing issues at mom's apartment that meant that water couldn't be run, toilets couldn't be flushed, etc. So clearly, it was necessary for us to go get her. So we had a pretty quick dinner. And then I went and picked her up and brought her back over here. And we actually settled in. I made her a quick dinner. And we settled in, snuggled in, and watched a movie together. And the all movie, three of us. by the way, if you're looking for something to watch and you mm-hmm. haven't seen this, Peanut Butter Falcon. It's a great movie. It is a great, great But We've actually seen it twice now. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And Goggy really enjoyed it. I will say, so probably three quarters of the way through the movie, her neighbor called to let her know that apparently everything was fine. The emergency plumber had been to the apartment complex. Everything was all fixed. And, you know, I saw mom sit back and snuggle back in and In my head, I was thinking, I'm like... She doesn't want to be here. She's not going to want to stay here. And I'll tell you what, no sooner was that movie over than she, you know, sat up and she's like, you know, I think I'd really rather, rather go home. Of course, she missed her cat. So I understand that, you know, she didn't want to be without Lucy Rose for the night. She needed to sleep in her own apartment. So anyway... Um, that was a fun little evening with her. I enjoyed uh, just a few hours with her. 
uh, that night. And uh, I appreciate you entertaining the both of us on our 28th wedding anniversary. Happy to do it. <laughs> so how's your mom? So this is going to, this works right into the good times, the bad times, this whole episode thing. So I, I have to say that when I had the idea for this episode, I was a little afraid of bringing it up for fear of jinxing something. Because really, the last few months for both of us, for our moms, things have gone kind of smoothly. We have been in the good old we days. We have been in the good old days. And um, we've tried to recognize that. And we've tried to recognize it. I was kind of afraid to do this episode. But sure enough, this week, and I don't know if it's because we planned this or if it's just fate or whatever, but things just kind of fell apart with my mom. And so my mother is prone to urinary tract infections. She's had a bunch of them. A couple of them have at least peripherally sent her to the hospital. You know, last Friday, she started having some symptoms. She started noticing she's had enough of these things where she knows exactly when she's getting one. We were out of town last weekend. And um, anyway, on Monday, she saw the nurse practitioner for the assisted living facility where she lives. She said, well, we need to get a urine sample. The urine sample didn't happen until 24 hours later, which is a little ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, how hard is it to just have someone come in there, pee in a cup and, and get her done? They don't do the tests there. They send them over to a lab, which is literally right next door. Literally. It's about 200 yards away from the front door. And they sent the, we don't know when they sent the, uh, the sample over, but 48 hours after we think it got over there, we still have no answer. Now, uh, a test for urinary tract infection takes about five minutes. Yep. It's really simple to do. It's, and as it, we have discussed on previous episodes, UTIs for elderly, elderly women in particular, yes. can lead to some very serious issues. And this is what was worrying us. And my mother, I went over there on, on Wednesday. So, you know, Monday she called, she talked to the nurse practitioner. Tuesday she gave the sample. Wednesday afternoon I get there. There's still nothing back from the lab and she is in a tizzy. Yeah. Uh, and she she's wasn't freaking out. Well. You know, she wasn't feeling well. Her next door neighbor, by the way, went passed away fairly recently. She was septic, partially from a UTI, but other things as well. Mom's freaking out that she's going to go septic, and that's going to be the end of her. And she actually looked at me in the eye and said, "If you said try to send me over to that hospital, I am not going." And that's it. <laughs> that is it. And I finally said, "You know, we're going to wait twenty. We're going to wait until tomorrow." which is today, by the way, as we're recording this. And if we still don't have an answer, I'm going to call. All right, I got to give a recommendation. Dispatch Health. Uh, they are, I think, relatively nationwide. Basically, it's the same as going to a patient first or a better med or, or one of these dock-in-the-box things, except they come to you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And it doesn't cost you any more than going to one of those places. Right. So I finally just called Dispatch Health. They were there within an hour. They did the urine sample. They did the test while they were in my mother's apartment. And we found out, sure enough, she has a severe UTI, which probably wasn't severe three days ago. And they gave her an antibiotic and shot. And they gave her an antibiotic shot on the spot yep. and prescribed other, you know, antibiotic pills that she's gonna take for two weeks. So you know, it's just the stuff that little, you get the house of cards is all built up. Everything looks good. You, somebody pulls one card out, everything falls apart. And it wasn't, you know, life-threatening. But honestly, if it had kept going, it could have been problematic and she could have landed in the hospital pretty easily. And I yeah. I did start to notice she was getting a little fuzzy today when I talked to her. It also reminds me, too, of another 
episode, you know, where we talked about needing to advocate for people and you definitely had to advocate for her and help, you know, sort of step in and take care of something. Yeah. And there's going to be, there's going to be a meeting tomorrow with the executive director mm-hmm. about how these, this healthcare system works there because it's not working. Right. I mean, it shouldn't take a full week to find out about a UTI It should because not. it's a five minute test. So anyway, all right. So the, let's move the on. The good to the news is she's hopefully she's already fine. starting to feel she's better. She's probably that's, feeling that's better good. already. And, yeah. and, you know, by tomorrow when I see her, she's probably going to be totally back to normal. But all right. So as we said earlier, this episode's all about realizing that things never stay easy for long. It all blends together with my how's your mom. And it's best to enjoy those easy times when they're here. So things may be fine right now, but there's always another crisis brewing. And this is as, as caregivers, I think we all know this. And making the best of those good times and planning for the worst is huge. It's key. It definitely is. So we've gone through a number of periods like this. They've each been sort of bookended by one crisis or another. Some of them have been big and some really have been minor. So let's talk about how do you identify when you are in fact. How do you know you're in the good old days? How do you know? How How do do you you know? I think one of the first things we could say is, Maybe you realize that telephone calls with your mom, dad, whomever it is that you are caregiving for, they don't involve a lot of complaining from the other end of the phone. And that is not, listen, when they're not feeling well, they have every right to complain, right? You get when when things are, and they're there to an interesting stage in their life. I mean, when I'm sick, I'm a big baby and I complain about everything. Right. But... You might know you are in the good old days when you realize that those phone calls are rather pleasant and just can be a normal conversation. Right. And, and, you know, for folks who, who live with their, you know, elderly loved ones, it's the, you know, you walk down in the morning, you get your coffee and there are not complaints immediately. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's the good old days. So maybe you've noticed though, your trips to their house or to the facility, or like I said, you come down for your coffee in the morning. There's just not a lot of stress. Everything's smooth. Everything's okay. You got your system down. You come down for your coffee. They're already drinking their coffee and watching Good Morning America or whatever it is they watch. Everything's good. Yeah. You might know you're in the good old days. (laughs) It's like you might be a redneck. If you just notice there's a general easiness to everything, just you don't have too many immediate worries. Right. And really what it comes down to, the systems you have in place are just working. They're working. So if these things are true, you are in the, are good, in the good old, old days. days. You're not a redneck, but you, you're in the good old days. All right. So what do, you, what do you do with these periods? Let's talk about some ideas for you when you're in the good old days. Something that you can do to plan for yourself or for your family. And this you know, might involve a day trip or even a trip out of town for the weekend. Right. So you know, when you're in these good old days, things are, well good, right? So your loved one doesn't need as much attention. Perhaps they've hit a period in time when they can more or less take care of themselves. Since they may not need as much help, this is absolutely the time when you and your significant other and maybe even the other sides of your sandwich get out of town. Get out of town. Go. And, you know, if your loved one lives independently with help from you, kind of like Goggy, this means, you know, maybe you ask whatever secondary or backup caregiver can get involved. Not like we're talking about your brother. He's a... He's a primary. You know, he's a primary. Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, 
you can make sure the secondary or backup is going to be in town at least within driving distance or they can handle things. So just get out and and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, because and you definitely need that. You as the caregiver need a little bit of that sort of a safety net or, or that's how you're going to be able to relax if you know that someone is on sort of on call if needed. But if you don't have that person in your life, might be time to call in a favor from a friend or a neighbor. This is the friend or the neighbor that said, let me know if I can ever help. Yes, right. Going back to a few episodes ago when we had a little bickering match over that. Indeed we did. Remember Um, when you said, let me know if you can, this is how you can help me. Can you just check in on mom? Or they could just say to you, hey, if you ever need to get out of town, I would be happy to come over and check in. The point is, if they don't, then you have to ask. Let's not revisit that. Ugh. Relive it, relive it. argument. But anyway, yes, you could call on a friend or a neighbor. Just ask them to check in while you're gone. Make sure everything is okay. This is also, by the way, where the emergency button comes in handy. We've talked about these before, but if your loved one lives alone, they should absolutely have an emergency button and actually keep it nearby because we have talked about that. It only only works if it is on their person. That way you can, at a minimum, feel reasonably sure that even if they fall, they won't have to crawl around on the floor for three days like, like your mom, mom did. did. Yes, yeah. yes. If you, ha- if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and find the episode called uh, Cautionary Tale. So in addition to taking some time for yourself, you can also do things that have been put off for your loved one. This isn't really all that much fun. But, you know, this is the time to get stuff done. It can pay dividends down the road. So it can include a wide variety of things. You could do some home improvements at your loved one's house. You know, when things are in crisis mode, right? I mean, this stuff gets shoved aside. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, mom's sick, mom's in the hospital. I can't paint that door or, or whatever needs to be done. You know, install a light fixture, stuff like grab bars in the bathroom or the shower. But this is the time to get that stuff done. Yeah, actually, yeah, the grab bars in the bathroom or shower, yes, absolutely. You know, things like that, things that, that it gives you time to think about, you know, how can they continue living independently, mm-hmm. hopefully. You can also take some time when things are calm to do a little organizing. Maybe there's a bunch of photos in a box in the closet that you've been planning to look through. Or if you're like your mom, Steve, there's a safe in the back of the closet oh God, that had is. some really old, out-of-date documents in it. And those... My mother has a safe in the bottom of her closet behind the clothes that still has documents from my grandmother who's been dead since, I think, 2004. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, clean that thing out. Those things have to be sorted through, and these are relatively calm and easy things to do. You or, know. or, or, ooh, wait, maybe this is the time to go through the closet and pull out clothes that will never be worn again. Well, you could do that, yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a fantastic <laughs> That's idea. a whole other thing. Ooh. But, you know, if you don't live with your loved one, you know, you could also take your things at your own home you've been putting off. I mean, kind of the same kind of stuff. I mean, maybe you, well, Jennifer was painting doors uh, a week or so ago. So maybe you need to do that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe uh, you're not going out of town. Maybe for a number of reasons you're not going out of town. It's just not the right time, whatever. But you're still home and not needed somewhere else. You can do things for yourself, which, by the way, it's a weird self-care kind of thing. But yeah, I was strangely, I, I don't know, it was very... Um, cathartic cathartic which is weird something for painting, painting doors. the doors yeah. i know but then i felt like i was very accomplished that yeah. day 
Yeah, well, the doors pretty, look better. It's pretty awesome. They, they do, do look better. They do. Yeah. But, you know, this stuff isn't exciting. But, you know, when your loved one, again, when your loved one's in the hospital or something like that, there's just no way that stuff's ever going to happen. So one final suggestion of what to do when you realize you were in the good old days is really just to sit back and enjoy, enjoy. them. You can go out to dinner with friends or your significant other or the other sides of your sandwich. And this is important. Talk this, about something that doesn't involve your loved one. Anything other than that. And it reminds yes. me, this reminds me a lot of when the kids were younger and yes. we had an opportunity to go yes. out for a date night. Yes, we're not remember, talking about the kids yeah, tonight. We would say, like, we're not talking about the kids. We can and talk we about actually, current events. We can yep. talk, which, by the way, is going to be a future episode, current events. Remember that. Yes. And Or we can talk about whatever's going on in the neighborhood. We can talk about anything but the kids. And this is the same thing, as you said. It's the same thing. We're not talking about mom tonight. This is one of my favorites. You could just take a day at home on the weekend, shut the blinds, and just watch movies. And we actually had a day. It was actually the same day. It was our, it was anniversary. our anniversary. And again, there was a tropical storm blowing through, so we weren't going to go anywhere. Yep. And we just sat at we, the house. Jennifer, I think you read two books. Uh, I read a book lot. Book and a half. Uh, yeah. Something yeah, like that. I read a I think lot. we sat and watched a movie together. Took a nap. Took naps. I mean, it was just a great down yep. day. It was great. It kind of reminds me a little bit. Goggy used to call these hide from the world days. It's and that's great, what you could do. Hide, yeah, hide from, the, from world. the world. You Just pretend like you don't exist. Put you your phone down. You don't have to go do this stuff. You don't have to worry about UTI tests for your mother. Everything's working well. Just sit down and relax. Yep. And Absolutely. Relax. And then finally, you know, just sit there and bask in the glory of being a fantastic caregiver. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Because you are. Things yes. are working. Pat yourself on the back. Pat yourself on the back because we all need it. We yes. all need a pat on the back. So this has been a bit of a short episode, but I think we got the point through. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us with a question, a comment, an inquiry, you know, obviously sponsorships are always welcome. We have a few ways to get a hold of us. You can email us, caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can send us a text or leave us a voicemail. Both are welcome. Voicemails are great, but please get in touch with us one way or the other. 804-723-1221. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm not calling it that other name. Uh, our handle is at Gen X Caregiving. We're also on Facebook. And by the way, we've been actually kind of brainstorming some new stuff to post on there. We're thinking about posting pictures of ourselves. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We're still thinking. I pulled out some selfies and Jennifer has to approve which one she likes. We have to decide though, do people really want do to people see want what to we see look what like? we look like? Or would know. you rather just have a picture in your head of what we look like? Because I'll I'll tell you, so we this is something that we were just talking about. We both listened to this podcast. I won't mention the name of it, but uh, it's another husband and wife duo. And uh, I started listening, and, and you know, we were talking about what they must be like. And I had a picture of my head, and then Jennifer showed me the picture of the, it. It couldn't have been farther off if it tried. Yeah. And it's kind of spooked me a little bit. I don't know if I want to listen to it Which anymore. is a little is, weird, I but get whatever. It, I get it. I get it. But, you know, she has a pink mohawk, and it just was not exactly what I had in my head. Mm. But so we got to figure it out. So, you know, maybe shoot us a note. Do you want to see what we look like? Who knows? Anyway, but anyway, on Facebook, just search for the name of the podcast. You'll find it. And uh, again, thanks for listening, everyone. 
We hope to hear from you soon. Have a great day. Good night, everyone.